You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I'm your host, author, Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here, Still Breathing, The Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, support the show. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Still the best place if you want to make an individual contribution for as little as $5 a month. You can go ahead and head on over to this website. They've been real real good for uh, to us for a very long time. And make sure that your uh, credit card hasn't expired or whatever else. But that's subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. And lastly, if you love this show and you want to take it on the road with you via podcast, you can now do so by going to bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. The podcast is available in all podcast formats, courtesy of magical producer Trevor. Good morning, MAGA. Happy Friday, December 15th, 2023. Shout out to my uh, pest control guy, Derek. You're a badass, dude. Thank you. Didn't know that uh, he was a super fan until I opened the door. And uh, he was a great guy, great company. They take good care of us here at Casa de Dilly. And I got to meet him this morning, so that was pretty cool. All right, you guys, uh, big day today, fun day. What a great week we've had. It's been a wild and wacky uh, week. The New York Times hit piece came out, and we all laughed hysterically as they tried to ruin our lives uh, by telling people a bunch of shit they already knew because I've talked about it all openly, and really, uh, it was pretty stupid and gay. But... uh, What did happen was it put us on the radar of all these other media companies and a lot of other uh, pro-Trump MAGA accounts that we got to find out kind of who was our friends and who who sort of didn't have an interest in uh, coming to the aid of Trump's online war machine. Well, we made a lot of new friends, and then we also found out how good some of our old friends are. So it's been really uh, exciting. And I got to tell you something else. Uh, it's also piqued the interest of other media companies. As a result, John Bachman of Newsmax is interviewing me today during uh, this show. That's right, I said during this show because I tested it out and apparently I can actually do this interview while still being live on my show, which I think will be hysterical. Now, I'm going to do it. The only thing I'm going to warn you is uh, you will not be able to hear his side of the conversation and you won't be able to see his video. It'll just look like this, and it'll be me talking to the camera. But I thought it'd be kind of funny and cool, because then I can continue the show after I finish the the interview. Uh, However, you'll also be able to watch it over on traditional television uh, via Newsmax, and if you guys want to follow that link online, you can do so. I retweeted it on my Twitter page. John Bachman put it out. So that's what we're going to do. What the hell? Fuck it. It'll be fun. It'll be, I think, what the hell, it'll be fun. So, uh, and I don't think they'd care. So we'll, we'll do the uh, the interview both ways because otherwise I got to wind things down super early, take us off the air, and it's like really complicated. And this way I can just fucking open up uh, my Zoom and away we go. And we'll have some fun. The only thing that might get a little awkward is like, I think they want me to like buzz in or call in uh, 10 minutes before the interview. 
So there might be some dead air of me just sitting here, uh, staring into the camera and uh, preparing for the interview. You know what I'm saying? Talking to the producers in my ear and shit. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know what to expect, but I think it'll be fun. So yeah, it's gonna be a big show. We're gonna have some fun. Uh, we got lots of good content to cover today. We've got uh, an interview with, uh, with uh, you know, Newsmax in the middle of the show, which is always fun. And we got some dank memes like that opener. My God, Miguelifornia, Brandy with a B. You are mean. Just kidding. Those are awesome. Fuck DeSantis. Great job. Hilarious meme. And follow that up with a artistic and beautiful Lauren Eve meme. So that's uh, that's always nice. But that's how we got to start this show. And we got a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about during it. We're going to have a good, it'll be a good time. It'll be a good chill Friday edition of The Dilly Show. Maybe we'll do Q&A Friday after after we do the interview with Newsmax. That way you guys can ask questions about what I just did. I have no idea how this is going to go, by the way. I've never even risked doing something this way. But, yeah, why not? You only live once. Uh, with that being said, it's time to get started with a little bit of MAGA Commerce. Oh, yeah, it's MyChicagoCBD.com. Dave has been taking care of you guys for quite some time. All of you who know the benefits of CBD, you know that you need to use MyChicagoCBD.com. Why? Well, because they're one of the best CBD sponsors, uh, or actually companies, in America. That's number one, first and foremost. Number two, they're patriotic as hell. They love the Dilly Show. They love President Trump. And they really want to take care of all of you guys. Not only does MyChicagoCBD.com have products for you and yours, they also have products for your fur babies and your animals, and you can take care of them all by using promo code DILLY for 20% off. That's right. You can go to MyChicagoCBD.com, load up on pet drops and pet treats, as well as the gummies, maybe daytime gummies or nighttime gummies like the ones I use, and then you can slap on promo code DILLY and get 20% off. If you don't understand or know about the benefits of CBD, I strongly suggest you check it out. The uh, the creams that they sell for, for uh, aches and, and pains in regards to muscle and inflammation are tremendous. I use them every chance I get. You will thank me. MyChicagoCBD.com. That is our sponsor of the day, along with AngelPace.com. Another miracle cream. This one is for the skin. That's right. It's a uh, all-natural, organic, American-made miracle cream. Homemade in Spring, Texas by the brilliant patriot, Barbara Doty. Formulated using a proprietary, water-free blend of food-grade plant oils. It's very light, absorbs fast, and it leaves your skin soft, smooth, with no sticky or greasy residue. Angel Paste is an all-natural skincare product made by Patriots for Patriots. Your skin will drink it up. Makes the perfect, unique, thoughtful Christmas gift. Experience Angel Paste for yourself today. Go to angelpaste.com. Promo code DILLY will get you a dollar off. But what you really need to understand, you guys, is this stuff is just 
different. I use this stuff every single night and morning. I struggled with skin issues for years. I was allergic to everything. My body is super sensitive about it. And this is the uh, the only product that I really found that I could use consistently that didn't cause other issues. And not only did it give me back my skin and my face, but it also got rid of the dandruff and a lot of the uh, the really bad reactions my body was having to cold weather. Angelpaste.com, promo code Dilly for a dollar off. You guys got to check it out. I promise you're going to thank me and say, man, this is a really, really great product. And uh, they're great Americans as well. So there you guys go. Angelpaste.com. All right. How are we guys doing? We doing good? I'm in a good mood. Uh, I'm relieved that it's the end of the week. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been a it's been a sprint. Anytime that I travel on the weekends, it one week bleeds into the next week. You understand? Because it never really feels like a like like days off when you're holding court the way that we did all weekend long. We're like we're talking and we're hanging out, we're game planning, we're strategizing. The thing that's scary is like when you put me with the meme team, even a, a handful of members, it inevitably turns into a strategy session. And yes, we're gonna have a lot of fun, but we end up talking business, we end up talking political angle, we end up talking uh uh, you know, cultural angles, we get ideas, and it's, it is a uh, very, it is a frenetic pace, and, and it's hard to describe unless you're there, but I know my memers know what I'm talking about, because um, we are all sort of fucking ADD, so when we're hanging out, it's tons of laughs, it's tons of, it's loud, and you're doing this, you're doing that, you're taking pictures, take video, boom, everybody's about content, that's the thing, so it's, Boom, videos, boom, pictures. Oh my God, I'm tweeting this out. Oh yeah, fuck that. Let's get this dude. It's all over. It is, uh, it's It's incredible. I, I've not, I don't have the talent to be in a, a band, okay? So I don't know how to play music and shit. But I'd imagine being on the meme team and hanging out when we do is similar to when a really great rock band gets into studio together and just all of a sudden magic comes out the other side. So we've been going nonstop. Okay, nonstop. All last week, I do shows. We go straight into Miami. Uh, we do. We we hang out. We're doing stuff there. We come home. We're crazy long days of travel. We land. I do a show. I wake up the next day. Boom. New York Times hit piece. We're scrambling. We're dealing with that. We're we're talking to seeing what the uh, the feedback's gonna be. How bad is it? It's fucking. It was. It was. I was. Charmin soft. Right, and we just keep going. And, uh, and so it's been a sprint. So it's been a grind and this week's been, been wild as hell. And now I'm going into next week, next week, vacation week. I leave Thursday, no show next Thursday, the 21st. I'll be back on the 22nd from Florida with my family. And then we'll be back the day after Christmas again from Florida. Then we got to miss another show because I'm driving home. So it's just, it's one of those things. It's like December, it's the holidays, but all of this is what it looks like every year here at the Dilly Show. We always have this, this kind of crazy pace we try to maintain uh, during the holiday season. And then what happens inevitably is the calendar rolls over. And this year, the calendar is rolling over not to just any year. It's 2024. It signifies the end of having to survive Joe Biden. It's the end of the nightmare of the last three years. And it, and it really is. It's a huge deal. Because so much has gone wrong since he got into office. So much violence, so much death, so much criminality, so many people wrongfully imprisoned, 
so many people wrongfully targeted felonious and erroneous bullshit against our president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, attacks against MAGA, attacks against regular people, cancel culture, censorship, bad economy, inflation through the moon, absurd gas prices, and interest rates that make it impossible to relocate in 2023. And all of that is going to come to an end next year, one way or the other. And we've got an election next November that is going to decide really the fate of the country going forward. There isn't another Donald John Trump coming down an escalator after 2024. He will not be running another campaign in 2028, which means this is it. This is the the last and final swing at the deep state. And we've got an incredible, incredible lead right now in the polling. And we're going to treat that lead like we need to push it to 30 because you do. They're going to cheat. You don't have to ask me, Dilly, what do we do if they cheat? They're going to cheat. Dilly, what do we do if they rig the election? They're going to rig it. Dilly, what are you saying? What are you saying? I'm saying you have to beat the cheat by having so many votes that is so beyond the, the scale that they can cheat that you break the system. You must break the system. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to break the system by overwhelming it with, uh, with massive votes. 100 million. We're swinging for the fact. Everybody says I'm crazy. Dilly, I 100 million. How do you? Let's see. From 2016 to 2020, President Donald J. Trump added 11.5 million votes. Amazing. You're telling me you can't add another 25 to 30 million votes if you're lucky enough to have survived Biden? I absolutely believe you can do it. I don't care what the experts say. I don't care what the polling says. I'm telling you, I believe in my heart of hearts, we, the American people, are capable of swamping the electoral system with 100 million votes that breaks the whole entire thing. I believe in it. And this is why we started two years early, starting in 2023, by going after culture. Remember, we haven't spent the entire year pushing Agenda 47. Actually, it's been the opposite. We started the year pushing Agenda 47 to galvanize the initial base of Trump voters. And then we focused the next 10 months on nothing but culture. We, sh- we just focused on culture, American culture, because politics is downstream from culture. And now that we are winning that culture war, we're going to enter 2024 doing both. We're going to drive home why the American culture is coming back. And then we're going to drive home Agenda 47 and why it's the perfect uh, uh, agenda for America to step into the next version of itself. So we're going to get back to policying here soon. But in the meantime, we got to continue saving the culture. And part of this saving the culture is destroying anything and everything that stands in our way. And I, I make no apologies for this. I don't care that they're offended by my language. I don't care that they're offended by my casualness with which I do it. I don't care that they try and come after my meme team. And neither does my meme team because we are built for this. We've been doxxed pretty much off and on the last seven years. 
We've all had our run-ins with, whether it's Antifa, BLM, or the federal government. We've all been there, done that. We don't give a fuck. We're not going to stop and you can't stop us. And we've only gotten better and better at what we do. And furthermore, the uh, the MAGA supporters out there, and the, specifically the Dilly 300, are hardened as nails. At this juncture, they can, they've got the discernment necessary to make a difference in 2024. And if you don't have the discernment necessary in 2024, I really feel bad because I feel like you're missing things. There's a lot of stuff and there's a lot of things that are going to be said about me after this New York Times article has come out. And that's okay. I've always been exactly what I've told you. There's no bullshit here. I am what I am. I've been on this show long enough and I've spent thousands of hours with you. More, I've spent more hours with you on this show being uh, really opening up and sharing myself with you than I have with my own friends. So you all know. So when you start hearing stuff that's contradictory to something I told you, uh, as sure as I'm sitting here, you're dealing with whoever the person is telling you that is a fucking liar. I don't care who it is, but I'm, I'm warning a lot of you. There's many of you out there that are still allowing yourselves to be deceived. You let yourselves be led astray. And I feel bad because over and over and over again, I have proven who I am to you. I have proven that whether you meet me in public or whether you interact with me in public or you get to know me, I am the exact same fucking person that I am on this show. The only difference is I'm a little quieter uh, off, off you know, set when I'm not on in front of the camera. But I'm warning you guys because I see some of you still sharing uh, content and individuals and you're, you're still, you're doing all that shit. You're doing the gossiping and you're doing the shit talking and you don't realize that I see and know all. I see all of it. I know all of it. And I just, and it doesn't make me angry anymore. I just feel bad because there's going to be a lot of good people that are left behind who will not be privy to uh, opportunities and other special moments that they should because they simply chose incorrectly. You chose to follow and believe people that have an ax to grind with me, people that have, uh, you know, tried to harm me and, you know, from years back and, and you're, you've, you know, you think, oh, what's the big deal? Uh, what's the big deal? And it's like, well, there's not really a big deal, but you'll never know what you missed out on because you chose to go down the path of listening to uh, bullshit artists. And I feel bad for you. It, I'm never going to come out and I'm not going to clap you no more. I'm at a point now that I don't have time. So there won't be a clap. I'm not going to come on here and roast somebody and, and shit talk. And I'm, I don't, frankly, we're, we're getting, we're moving to a new level. There's no time for that. Um, the problem is it, you're, you're never going to get my anger, but you're also probably never going to get my friendship again. And that's the part that makes me sad because I have to say goodbye to a bunch of motherfuckers that let themselves get deceived and let themselves uh, align with people that really are toxic as fuck. And you guys have seen me have to deal with that for years and years and years. People that publicly try to cancel me. People who have publicly attacked me uh, after they were scorned by this show. Ah, fuck him. Fuck that. Fuck those people. That, 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 that. Yeah, well, guess what? I've always been me on this show. I've never tried to be anything else. And I don't want to have to say goodbye to, you know, a lot of these friendships. But I have been slowly. They don't even know it. I just go, okay, I guess you're, you're over there now. And you're, go you're slowly drifting away. And I, I don't, you know, I wish you absolutely zero ill will, but I won't fuck with you. Like, I don't fuck with you. I, and that's and that's how I handle it. I used to be, I think, somebody that, that would squish like a bug. I would deal with people. And I'd squish them like a bug. And at some point, you have to be responsible for what you're doing 
and I don't have an interest in squashing small people anymore. Um, it just makes me sad because it, it means I can't fuck with you no more. So this is kind of how I get down, and it's going to continue to change. 2024 is going to continue to evolve. The entire objective is politics and Trump. It's taking care of President Trump. The culture, we're going to continue to hold that down and continue to shift gears. I believe that we're going to be sitting in front of very, very influential and important people very soon uh, because they're fascinated by what we do. Memeing is is an art form. It's an American cultural art form, and we're the fucking best at it. And uh, I believe that's going to open some doors for the meme team and for me to be able to have some conversations, engage people that we might not have otherwise been able to, to engage. And uh, who knows what happens then? All I can tell you is I the trajectory of what we are doing is special. I continue to pray for the uh, discernment necessary to guide us uh, to a victory next November because that's the only thing that matters. It's the only thing that fucking matters. Fuck fame, fuck money. All that shit goes out the window. Uh, none of it means anything if Donald Trump doesn't get in. Donald Trump doesn't get in. Sure as I'm sitting in front of you, every single member of the fucking meme team is probably going to prison with me. And uh, they'll make sure of it. So we've got nothing left to do but burn our, our, our uh, ships behind us. And if anybody wants to survive and see their families again, you better fucking win. <laughs> so that's kind of the direction things are going. I'm trying to wind down 2023 so I can set up for 2024 for all of you. That's the bottom line. Because Brendan Dilly said so. All right. Enough of the fucking jabber, John. It is your time of the week, and I want to take care of you guys because you sent me some wonderful pictures for this uh, edition of Dilly in the Wild. Dilly in the wild, Dilly in the wild, motherfucking now. Dilly in the wild, Dilly in the wild, motherfucking now. Dilly in the wild, Dilly in the wild, motherfucking now. People put it stickers on their cars. Relax your brain, it's up my dick and lick my ball. That's right. And first and foremost, it looks like somebody got themselves hooked up this holiday season. There you go, dude. I love seeing this. I love seeing when you guys support our sponsors. You know how hard our sponsors work. The regu regular, everyday Americans just like you. And they believe in this show and they believe in President Trump. And uh, the only reason any of us are even able to continue doing this and have a business that's centered around helping President Trump and saving America is because all of you have been willing to support these small businesses. And that warms my cockles. I'll be straight up with you. It absolutely, it makes my cockles super toastly. And uh, I appreciate you guys for having done that. But this is a, this is a nice, this is a nice little haul right here. If you ask me, that's a, that's a great haul of goodies. Oh my God. Hold on. I got this picture. I got to zoom in a little bit. I, the thing is sometimes the best pictures are like zoomed out, but then you can't see the good stuff. This is a beautiful sunset picture from sunny Florida, but it's also a Dilly 300 Patriot. There's a lot of things I love about this picture. Can we go through everything I love about this picture? First and foremost. Husband and wife. That's number one. Number two. Husband's got his overalls on. Because he's a fucking farmer. Number three. Farmhouse in the background. Number four. Beautiful, gorgeous Florida sunset. Number five. RV in the background. 
Number six, hang drying clothes. This is about as much of a throwback picture as you will ever see in 2023. It's gorgeous. Husband and wife. And, and here's the, and I'll tell you the context around it. This is the husband coming out after a long day. His wife coming home from work. He finishing up his long day at work and hanging out and visiting her and talking about the day while she hangs the uh, towels that need to be dried. It's beautiful. That's America right there. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I, I love this picture. Callie sent it to me and she didn't even know how much I loved it, but I did. Oh, by the way, he's got his Dilly hat on, so obviously that's why it's Dilly in the Wild. <laughs> Rep it up, bro. He's repping it. Oh, we've got a little princess that decided to pop in and say hello to us. We haven't got any of her pictures recently, but it's nice to see that she is still enjoying the Dilly show and definitely enjoying her mom's Dilly show swag. Look at this gorgeous little thing. Oh, you're so cute. You remind me of my kids when they were little. They're not little no more, but that's okay. Hoodie looks good on you. All right, what else we got here? Oh, we got Brucey Wayne sending in his uh, Dilly in the Wild. Looks like he was out on the town. And uh, let's see, burgers and brews with my bros. Good man. Good man. You on a fucking diet, dude? Where's the bread for that burger? You're on a diet, aren't you, you son of a bitch? I don't blame you, Bruce. I get it. Good for you. I know. You've been spending a lot of time down in Florida trying to get your sexy on. I feel you. I don't blame you at all. I'm heading out to Florida. I'd probably do the same thing. I went to the gym this morning and walked a couple miles last night. I get it. Try not to look like a half-sucked milk dud. I feel you, bro. Now, you know what? Now, this is something you guys need to know about the uh, the Dilly gear. It's slimming. <laughs> uh, it's totally slimming, you guys. That's why you got the hoodie. And all of a sudden, look, his body fat percentage dropped a few points and he looked sexier. You're welcome, Bruce Wayne. Good job, bud. Looks like you're having a nice time. That's a nice, that's a good picture. That's a good picture. Some of you are probably wondering where in tar nations those people get those incredible hoodies at. And uh, I'm glad you asked me. gorgeous girls so proud of them i love being able to do something that's like a family business where and by the way this is a true story i'm not bullshitting you guys 
I paid my daughters to do the modeling with Rihanna for the uh, new apparel. I was like, hey, I know you guys are trying to make extra money for the holidays because they wanted to buy, you know, they buy gifts for their friends and whatnot. And uh, I was like, if you'll do this modeling shoot with Rihanna, I'll pay you girls to model the clothes. And then, and then what they did is they took their pictures and Randy took all their photos and we gave them to Trev and he put them into that commercial. That's actually how that came into existence. But uh, I'm proud of them. I don't know. A lot of people say mean shit. They, they talk shit about me because I choose to pay my own gorgeous family members to model our apparel. But like my daughter went to school today wearing a Dilly Meme Team hoodie and I'm proud as shit about it. Like, I, I really am. I'm super proud of it. And I pay them well. I pay them extremely well for that. I pay them probably the going rate for modeling that kind of stuff for about 30 minutes. And uh, and I love my girls. I'm trying to teach them entrepreneurship, but also the value of their uh, of who they are, the value of their person, whether it's their image or otherwise. And so, you know, I, I was like, yeah, I'd rather have my... And plus, uh, I'm, you're not going to find three more beautiful uh, young ladies than my wife and my two daughters. So that's the other part of it. It's like, you know, I got an 18 year old and a 16 year old and a 25 year old wife. And that's what I do. Right. So yeah. Anyway, dillyshow.com. Go grab your stuff. Grab your goodies. Dude, that's sh this shirt's still available on there too, by the way. I bet you guys didn't even know that black general deal. I'd say a dilly 300 actually down here, but that's still available as well. So thank you, Trev. I appreciate you. Trev says, my daughters are awesome, and that's exactly the demographic I designed for. Smart man. They love the apparel, dude. Love it. The young people love the apparel. It's funny because some of you, you know, we, you know I love doing this show with you guys, and, I've, and it's funny because I had an older audience for a long time, and it's gotten younger and younger and younger and younger. And uh, Gen Z, dude, anytime Gen Zers come across my show, they're like, yep, I'm watching that. They're like, I only watch that shit. I watch that guy because that guy doesn't lie to me. And it's true. And that's why I like a bunch of the kids at my my daughter's high school watch the show. Because they're like, nah, he's he'll tell me the truth. And he's funny. So that's what we do. It's like, all right. <laughs> all right, let's uh, get into the show a little bit. Um, looks like there's a new video that was just put out by Trump's war room on Twitter. I have not got a chance to, to uh, vet this, but I'm assuming... Uh, it's probably important uh, if it's if it's you know if they put it out. So let's see what it is. I really don't know. Lauren was like, "Oh my god, they just put this out. You got to check it out." I'm like, "All right." So I grabbed it just before the, before the show. But let's see what it's about. It's probably not very probably not a good thing for DeSantis. Let's find out. We've gotten reports that Ron DeSantis uh, really needs to just outright win Iowa uh, to carry on. Do you agree with that? Well, I do agree with that. I think he, he knows how important Iowa is. He's known it for a long time that Iowa is ground zero. He really went all in on Iowa, Well, yeah. I mean, he was like, this is where I want to win. This is where I'm going to make my mark. So if he doesn't perform well in that caucus, I think you can pretty much put a stake in it. All eyes are obviously going to be on Iowa just in 40 days. Uh, you know, Ron DeSantis has put all of his eggs in that Iowa basket. Donald Trump's running 40 points ahead of the pack there. Uh, I don't think much changes yeah. out of that dynamic coming out of the debate. Many of Ron DeSantis' eggs are in the Iowa basket. Mm -hmm. uh, if Ron DeSantis is going to have any hope of continuing in this race, he's going to have to win in Iowa. But if he does not win in Iowa, if, uh, if DeSantis does not perform well in Iowa, uh, I think he's toast. You have Governor Ron DeSantis getting the endorsement of Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds. Big deal, do you think? 
Susan? Well, I mean, uh, DeSantis really needs to do well in Iowa. I mean, he's essentially he's living survive, in Iowa. Right. So important, very important to him, and that way an important endorsement. Uh, but it's hard to believe that the governor's endorsement is going to turn things around for DeSantis. Uh, teams like Ron DeSantis all in on Iowa. He's got the governor. He's got uh, he's got the evangelical leader. He's got went to all 99 counties, but he's still trailing right now in the latest poll. On average, Trump's got 51 for in Iowa to DeSantis is 19. Bottom line is Iowa do or die for you, Governor. We're going to win Iowa. Uh, I think it's going to help propel us to the nomination, but I think we'll have a lot of work that we'll have to do beyond that. I don't think you take anything for granted. He's cooked. He's cooked. He's cooked. Here's what's going to happen in Iowa, okay? Passionate Iowans who are Trump supporters are going to show up to caucus, and they're not going to be swayed. You're not going to be able to convince them to change their minds you're not going to be able to influence them by telling you, oh, Trump's going to prison. Uh, Trump's, it's, DeSantis is like Trump, but without the bag, all of that is gone. The polling is showing it too. Um, DeSantis' ground game is almost as dog shit as his online game. If you've watched any part of his campaign the last six months on the internet, you understand the level of failure they have from the leadership position. This is going to be really, really ugly. And President Trump is not, this is going to look like that Raiders Chargers game last night. If you can hang 60 on DeSantis, you fucking do it. Um, just like that football game last night, the head coach for the Chargers, one of the worst in the NFL, should have been fired at halftime. And frankly, he should never fucking coach uh, at a head coaching level ever again in professional football. And you should never allow 60-some points uh, uh, to a team. And that's what's going to happen to DeSantis. DeSantis is going to get obliterated. President Trump is going to do something in Iowa that's not been done. And as a result, there's going to be a lot of experts who are un essentially unhirable and unemployable after this is over. And they know it. They absolutely know it. And, uh, and DeSantis has earned it, Okay. This guy has earned it. He has been, uh, I think, classless. He's been lost. He's been weird. I think he's completely abandoned Florida. I don't know how Floridians feel right now. He has lived in Iowa now for months. I don't even know when was the last time. I don't even know when the last time we saw DeSantis giving a press conference from Florida. I genuinely can't recall it. I'm not saying that to try and... Uh, you know, be shitty. I, I'm not saying it, you know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong and I didn't notice, but I cannot remember the last time there was something coming out of Florida relating to the legislature or some type of movement or win for the state of Florida that DeSantis was present for. I don't remember seeing any of that. I haven't seen him. I'm looking at the chat right now to see if there's one I'm missing. Is there somebody I'm... Did I miss where he was there? Did I miss where he was in Florida? Because I don't. I don't recall seeing him in Florida doing a press conference and... Think about a year ago, people were out... You know, they, were, they had just celebrated re-electing him thinking that they were going to have 
four more years of DeSantis in Florida. Like, oh, he's going to be great. And now it's been a year. It's already into his, his second term. He's done zero for the state of Florida. Your insurance rates are through the moon. Through the fucking moon. Many of you can't even get auto insurance in your, depending on where you live. Many of you have watched your price hikes on your homeowner's insurance double, triple, quadruple. Floridians have been totally abandoned. When was the last time that DeSantis went down and checked on uh, what's going on in Fort Myers? How's Fort Myers going? Those of you in Florida, how's Fort Myers looking these days? Did they do a nice job cleaning it all up, putting it back together after the hurricane? It's only been 16 months, 15 months, right? How's he doing down there? How's Fort Myers looking? If you're a resident of Fort Myers, do you feel like you got your uh, city put back together thanks to the state government helping out? No? No, it still looks like a bomb went off, doesn't it? It looks like a fucking bomb went off because he didn't uh, put the allocated money, the necessary money to rebuild Fort Myers. He didn't. He didn't give a shit. And now your state taxes are hiking and your insurance is hiking and you can't stop it. Some of you are being dropped from your insurance providers and you don't even have recourse. It's bad. It's bad. Fort Myers is fucking devastated still. People, people don't understand. He did not do shit to help those people. He came in for a photo op immediately after the hurricane in, uh, what was it, September of 22? Did his photo op, sent some resources initially, and then once he got reelected, he focused on his presidential campaign, and that was that. Fort Myers was not a priority. It's fucking brutal, dude. Brutal. And instead, he, put, he went all in on a campaign that's going to not only destroy his uh, political career, it's probably going to end up destroying his life. I didn't even grab the video. There's a video out this morning of him trying to drag one of his kids on stage. Kid looked terrified. I didn't even want to play because I knew I'd say it's some shit that I shouldn't say. Right now. It happened this morning. He's campaigning in Iowa and he tried to drag one of his one of his kids who I, I don't know if there's, I don't know what the deal is with the kid. Tried to drag him on stage as a prop. The kid was fucking terrified. Wasn't having it. Happened probably 25 minutes ago. I didn't even want to show it. Horrendous, dude. Horrendous. So, DeSantis' campaign going down in, in flames. And why not? Uh, no one gives a shit about this guy. You want to see what happens? DeSantis, remember, President Trump went on CNN for a town hall. And all the DeSantards... Uh, screamed, screamed bloody murder that Trump was turning into a liberal. Remember that? Do you guys remember that? Last summer, spring, late spring, early summer, President Trump does a town hall on CNN to go and give an, uh, is given an opportunity to speak to the other side of the aisle. And Team DeSantis slandered Trump for weeks and months. Then it became apparent that talking to people on the other side of the aisle was a good thing. And DeSantis, who now has no coalition of support, he lost the hardcore MAGA vote. 
He's lost. He never had the independent vote. So now he's essentially pimping himself out, trying to grab moderate Democrats that are never Trump. So he took his chance and he went on CNN's town hall. You guys want to see how it turned out? Turned out exactly like his poll numbers. So what's this mean? If Trump goes on CNN in May of 23, before the primary really had heated up and he gets 3.3 million viewers, what's it mean when DeSantis does the same thing and he can't even break a million? What's this mean, guys? Can someone explain this to me? At this point, Alex Jones would put up a better fight in the primary than Ron DeSantis. No one gave a shit. This was such an inconsequential nothing that we barely memed it. Miguel Forney did a couple of videos and it was funny, but like no one give a shit. He's cooked, man. This is, imagine this, okay? What would Donald Trump's numbers be today if he went on CNN? You're 30 days out from an Iowa caucus for the primary. Maximum interest is uh, there right now for politics. If Donald Trump went on CNN today, like the day after DeSantis or a couple days after DeSantis, his numbers would, he would be over 5 million viewers. President Trump went on in fucking May when no one was paying attention to politics and still pulled 3.3 million. Meatball is 30 days from getting his ass kicked up around his ears in the Iowa caucus and dude couldn't pull 650K in viewership. This is some Fredo Cuomo ass numbers from fucking DeSantis, dude. There, there are there are streamers on Twitch that show their feet and get more views. He's cooked. He's cooked. And, and I'm not saying that because I don't like DeSantis. I'm saying that because he's actually cooked. There is nothing here. This is how you get just wrecked. Absolutely fucking wrecked. And it's setting up uh, to be worse and worse by the day. By the day, it's getting worse. President Trump hammering all comers right now. No one can uh, get within 30 points, Sam, and they know, they won't, and they, and they know it. Sloppy Chris Christie did so poorly in the great state of New Hampshire in 2016 that immediately after the votes were counted, he dropped out and endorsed me. He then went back to New Jersey, which he had effectively abandoned to campaign, much like the sanctimonious in Florida, to an approval rating of 9%. New Hampshire doesn't like that sloppy rhino dog, and they don't like Ron, who is in fifth place either. MAGA. Damn, Trump, tell them how you really feel, bro. Now would be a good time to play a meme if you missed it at the beginning of the show. You missed one of the best holiday memes of all times. California, Brandy with a B. Shitty polls. One more time. I'm not, I'm not a candidate. Rob's catastrophic campaign has been delightful As Casey's holiday brows get more frightful As they keep burning through never Trump dough More shitty polls, shitty polls, shitty polls Jane DeSantis is angry and infighting Outside a state of voters, Casey's inviting 
daily sink into historical lows. More shitty polls, shitty polls, shitty polls. We will never stop mocking your high. Your creepy face is so out of the norm. You underestimated MAGA's mind. We'll break you like Ted Cruz and you'll conform. We laugh as never back down as dying. As slowly to realize as you were lying. There's a price for selling out your soul. More shitty polls, shitty polls, shitty polls. Ho, 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 ho. A merry MAGA Christmas to America from the Dilly Meme team. Well done. Well done, you two. I love that one. That one uh, is a catchy-ass fucking beat. Add some catchy lyrics there, Mike. All right, I got to teach you guys something. I thought about this, and it, it dawned on me. I've been, I always trust my gut on things, and I don't always know what the rationale is behind it until later. I figured out something, and I want to share it with you guys um, right now. Listen, um, I don't like Congress. And I've been giving this some thought to why I don't like Congress. And now I know exactly how I want to frame it. And I started early this week by putting out a tweet, or yesterday actually rather, announcing that the Dilly meme team and myself would not be endorsing anybody for Congress because I don't fucking care about Congress. And they're a bunch of backstabbing cunts. Now, will we help them once they're running against Democrats? Of, of course. We'll put out content and shit posts, making sure that we are trying to get Republicans elected. However, I figured something out. Congress is like middle management. One of the things that Congress used to be, it used to be about civics. It was not a glamorous job. Being a congressman actually meant you were low on the totem pole. It wasn't some job that was super popular and everybody wanted to sign up and do it. It was a pain in the ass. It needed to be done. You could do it honorably. But this was not a job that was looked at with some sort of like, uh, you know, incredible opportunity. So we're going to remind them. Congress needs the shine knocked clean off of them. These fucking gay ass fucking congressmen that constantly are trying to bob my knob because they need my fucking help online. I think I'm going to just get back to reminding them you're not shit. The Dilly meme team only fucks with the professionals. Congress is minor leagues. You haven't even made it to the big dance. There's 400 and some out of you motherfuckers. You're not special. You're not special. I'm sorry. It's a shit job run by shit losers. And God willing, someday we'll get some civic-minded people back in there. But it's not prestigious. You're not fucking celebrities. You do a job that 400 and some odd other people are doing. It's not even rare. So I won't be endorsing Congress. I won't be working with Congress and I won't be supporting Congress. Fuck Congress. Make it to the big leagues. Get to the Senate. Run for president. Then we'll talk. And this is my attitude going henceforth. 
I don't think, I think people need to really be careful without uh, fame fagging these uh, congressmen. Going, oh my God, it's so-and-so. He's such a big deal. I'm texting with this one. Do you know how many of these motherfuckers I got on my phone? I cringe when they try to reach out to me. They all want help. They want help. And you know why? Because they all think they can be president. And you know the truth? None of them are going to be president. Not while I'm fucking alive. None of them. None of them. None of your current congressmen should be president one day. Ever. Not fucking one. And I'll see you to it. But the public's perception of Congress has to change. I've changed my perception. I already knew what it was. I just couldn't explain it. I couldn't put it into words. Now that I understand entirely, this is what we plan on doing. These are fucking disloyal dogs. The only way you should ever reward Congress is when they vote correctly. Otherwise, you should treat them like fucking ravaged stray animals. Dismiss them. You're not a celebrity. You're not important. Your endorsements don't mean shit. You're a fucking stray dog that we're still trying to figure out if you can be trained. And this is where I feel, this is how I feel about it, man. I really don't, I don't respect Congress. I don't respect most of these congressmen. I think they're useless. I think they virtue signal. And frankly, I don't think any of them have much talent. They're only in Congress because they couldn't raise the money or get the votes necessary to be in the Senate. They couldn't do it. You understand? They couldn't do it. They couldn't raise the money and they couldn't get themselves into the Senate because they didn't have the popularity. And I'm trying to drive this home because a lot of people, and I see this, and this is the thing I'm trying to get across and it kind of goes back to how I started this show. I see many of you that are mesmerized by the attention by the, the seemingly uh, famous people that you've aligned yourselves with and the ability to you know sidle up next to them because you're hoping that some type of fucking pixie dust of relevance will, will land on you. Don't do that. You're better than that. When you see a congressman and you say, oh, you're, you're in Congress, that's great. Which, uh, where? Uh-huh. Good. What are you doing to support Donald Trump? What are you doing to fix our country? When was your last vote to get rid of the bullshit taxes we've been all paying. When are you going to step up and do something about term limits? You see them at a Christmas party? You should not be asking them about how they are and all that. Fuck niceties. They, they are there to serve you. you. You come across one of these people in person. What are you doing to perform a better job? What are you doing about my taxes? What are you doing about the southern border? When are you guys going to stop talking and actually start delivering for the people? The current Speaker of the House is laughably bad. Laughably bad. I, I'm trying to figure out how Speaker of the House Johnson is different than this dancing fucking Nancy boy. I, I don't even know it. How is he different than this fucking guy? Make a bunch of so many more Over hill and highway the banana buggies go Coming up to bring you the banana split show Making up a mess of fun Making up a mess of fun Lots of 
my god kb perks is back you're running out of time kbperks.com you're running out of time you're running out of time if you missed the deadline to give the gift of a beautiful hand customized tumbler don't worry we got you covered with e-gift cards that's right let your loved one choose their own tumbler from our wide selection of designs a kb perks e-gift card is a no-brainer quick and easy gift while still being more thoughtful than your basic big box store gift card you can purchase and print your KB Parks e-gift card and your shopping is done. The best part is we are doing a site revamp starting in February. Out with the old and in with the new. Your loved one will have time to choose from the current selection of Tumblr designs or they can wait to see the new designs coming out. Listen, you know what? Fuck that. Listen to me. Just start going and ordering products, okay? Yes, you can get the e-gift card too. You should probably get an e-gift card and just keep ordering. It's fine. Even if the gifts arrive after Christmas, I promise you, nothing beats getting an e-gift card on Christmas Day and then having your Tumblr arrive a few days later. Don't, don't, this is not a binary decision. You understand me? It's not binary. Go get the fucking Tumblrs. Get the coolest Tumblrs in America. Order them. And then get the, the gift card so that way you can hedge in case they come uh, a little bit after Christmas. Simple. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. This is how you do it. If you don't, you're an American. You don't have to make binary decisions. Oh, I need to do one or the other. No, you don't. Do both. Get yourself a nice little $50 gift card and then go grab yourself one or two tumblers. Boom. Done. Christmas today, Christmas tomorrow. See that? See how that is? Easy peasy. All right. That's uh, kbperks.com. You guys got to head on over there and check it out. Uh, use promo code DILLY10 for 10% off everything that's not already on sale. That's promo code DILLY10 for 10% off all non-sale items check them out today also we've got sea of mud back in the house you know how much i'm enjoying these guys i actually have one of their shirts i was gonna put it on and i was like you know what i uh i gotta wear my dilly shirt today because i'm going on the tv on the news but i love my sea of mud gear i actually wear them quite a bit uh out and about around town seaofmud.com it's a uh, apparel company started by firefighters that love to give you unique styles and designs. Really cool stuff. Everybody who has received their, uh, they actually sent out replacement shirts because they weren't happy with the ink. But everybody who has received that Trump shirt knows what I'm talking about. Uh, it's probably one of the biggest attention grabbers you could ever hope to wear. And uh, it's a badass design. Look at this thing. That's fucking cool, man. And they've got tons of neat stuff just like this at Sea of Mud. Dot com. It's your one-stop shop for American culture. Check them out today. Put on their promo code DILLY and you'll get 10% off. That's promo code DILLY for 10% off. Uh, pro, that's uh, seaofmud.com. And without any further ado, Randy's Booty. Let's get ready to 
I wanted to ask you, Mrs. Obama, you know, so many women struggle with self-doubt. Do you? And if you do, how do you push past it? Nobody look at my dick. Lifetime. I am tripping right now. Well, here comes Johnny with his pecker in his hand. He's a one ball man and he's off to the rodeo. Not a bot. I should have sent that one to Newsmax to play while I'm on the spot, right? He was like, send me a PG meme I can play. I'm like, okay, how about this one? I mean, it's not really, is there a curse words one? I wanted to ask you, Mrs. Obama, you know, so many women struggle with self-doubt. Do you? And if you do, how do you push past it? Nobody look at my dick. Lifetime. I am tripping right now. Well, here comes Johnny with his pecker in his hand. He's a one ball man and he's off to the rodeo. <laughs> All right. I'm actually not a boot. That was really good. Okay. But can I ask the women in here something? Aren't you tired of being condescended to by other women? Like, like the fat chick that was moderating that thing. Many women suffer from self. Do you know why you have self-doubt? Because you fucking suck at whatever it is that you're doing and you know it. You have an insecurity about it because you're like, I fucking suck at this. People don't have self-doubt when they're confident and are practiced and they've earned whatever the fuck it is they're doing. Some of these hoes got fucking self-doubt because they shouldn't be wherever the fuck they're at. I just struggle with the self-doubt because you didn't fucking earn it. You know it. You know you don't fucking know the uh, subject matter. You know you probably don't deserve the responsibility. Somebody gave it to you because they're meeting some fucking quota and you were like elevated. Don't you, what do you do when you struggle with self? Dude, I see Aaliyah memes in here. Do you think Leah has self-doubt when she steps to a mic to sing? Fuck no. Do you want to know why? Because she's fucking practiced and practiced and fucking practiced. There's zero self-doubt. She just steps up and goes, bang, fucking nailed it. That's what's up, bitch. Because it's talent plus fucking crazy amounts of disciplined practice. These fucking, this fat chick's talking about self-doubt. Why do you have self-doubt, lady? You, you, you dealt yourself because you know, you fucking know. You are one weak stitch away from being humiliated in front of a room full of women because you're fucking 300 pounds. This shit pisses me off. I don't know. I can't imagine letting some fucking dude condescend to me the way that women do. The way they talk to each other, it's like, fuck, don't you want to vomit all over the place? Some fat fucking bitch telling you 
How's this? Oh, I'm going to help you guys all figure out how to deal with self-doubt. Dude, how about you just drop like 150 pounds, you fucking get some self-awareness, and then try again. How about that? It's incredible to me. Like, I don't understand how anybody could fucking sit through that. That made me want to start throwing tomatoes or Twinkies at her. A fucking self, self-doubt. How do you get self oh, I got the self-doubt. I'm just not sure. I'm just trying to... Fuck. All of those emotions and shit is a product of you knowing you didn't earn whatever the fuck it is. Self-doubt comes with shit you're not practiced at. All right, Trev brings up a good point. He goes, dealing with some imposter syndrome. Let me show you the difference though, Trev. If I tell Trev, do you have self-doubt with public speaking or uh, you know, having a meeting with a bunch of important motherfuckers? And he'll go, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm uh, okay, right? Right? That's what he's talking about. But I'm gonna show, I'll show you the difference and he even understands this. You have self-doubt with a very narrow specific thing, which is, um, I know I'm the fucking expert, but I'm not, I have the, the doubt is from public speaking and engaging that way on a, on a personal level. It has nothing to do with what you got up here. I'm going to tell you guys a funny ass story. This is a true fucking story. I'm going to tell you guys a funny ass story. Over the weekend, Sunday night, we went to a party for the uh, charity golf event for, uh, John Daly and for the Heart of the of Alliance Foundation. And we had a large group, the Beard Vet crew, the Dilly Beam Team crew. We all hung out, we partied, and it was time to grab a late dinner. It was like 10 o'clock at night. And we go downstairs into the lowest level of uh, Trump Doral to have dinner. And for those that don't understand, Trev is like one of my right-hand people, Right? We've got a pecking order as far as uh, business goes. He's one of my senior people for the business, all right? So we go down into the basement and we get separated. The Dilly meme team ends up at one table and the Beard Vet crew's at the table next to us. But one problem, Trev and his wonderful wife, Mary, sat at the Beard Vet table, which was fine. We could have mixed and matched. No one, we didn't do this by design. We just happened to sit down. So as I'm sitting there, Trev's lovely wife comes over and grabs me and says, oh, Brendan, do you want to sit with Trev at this table? It looks like there's going to be some business people sitting at this table. And normally, I want to be at the table discussing the business. But I didn't want to be at that table. My intuition was telling me, you shouldn't be at that table. And I said, you know what? I said, Trev can handle any business discussion. She goes, well, are you sure? And I said, yes, thank you. You go, you go sit. So she goes back and sits down. Slowly, the table starts to fill up. The beard vet guys sit down. One of the gentlemen that hosts the charity event sits down. But then a stranger sits down, a man we've never seen. And he sits directly next to Mary. So it's the gentleman, it's Mary, and then Trev's at the end of the table. And again... Mary comes over and grabs me. Brendan, Brendan, I think that's a businessman. Like, I think that's some kind of an important businessman. I think you should be over there because it, it seems like they're starting to talk business. And I said, Mary, Trev's got this and you've got this. She goes, I know, but I don't know what to say. I go, just be yourself. She's like, you sure? I'm like, just 
You guys are going to do great. The two of you just go you go crush go crush this. You're going to love the plot twist on this one. So she goes back and sits down. So after about 15 minutes, I observe Mary and Trev are having an animated, engaged conversation with this gentleman. He's laughing. He's interested. He's leaning in. He's talking to her. He's talking to him. He's talking to her. He's talking to him. Beardo from BeardVet comes over and talks to me. He goes, oh my God, Trev is killing it. I said, I know. It seems like they're getting along great. He goes, no, dude, you don't understand. That guy's a fucking billionaire. And I said, no shit. And then he tells me who he is. And if I said who he is and I told you what he owns, you'd all know. But Trev didn't know that. Trev had no fucking clue. We just let him cook. We let him cook until the guy told him who he was. And then he kept cooking. And dude was a fucking mega billionaire. And if I literally, I guarantee if as soon as I uttered what he owns, you'd all go, oh my fucking. But Trev didn't know that until he was halfway into the conversation and had already made a friend. And I knew he could handle it. I was like, he's gonna be great. And his wife was just as good. She was chit-chatting and making friends with this guy. And I got to sit back at the table and watch him. I sat back, I just sat back like this. And I'm watching them because they were on the table next to me right here. And I'm looking at Trev and I can see the back of the guy's head and I can see Mary and they're having a great conversation. I said, he's doing great. He's got it. Handle your business, Trev. Handle your business. He did an excellent job and it went really good. So that, that's uh, to hell with imposter syndrome. You just got to let him cook. I knew I was like, oh, he's got he's he's in his rhythm. But what happened? Why was he comfortable? He was talking about a subject that he was an expert in. Self, I just do not have self-doubt. Give me a break. Fuck self-doubt. Self-doubt means you're not taking enough action. You're spending too much time thinking. You guys think I like doing public speaking? No. I'm not even have that much practice with it. I'm going to do television here in like 15 minutes. And I'm risky. I'm like, I don't even know. My whole shit could crash because I'm trying to get cute. I don't care. Whatever. Just fucking roll the dice. Like, hey, whatever. Here we are. You just do. You learn by doing. You learn by doing. You learn by fucking just actually throwing yourself into the fire and getting better. Just practice, 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 and you don't give a shit. Can't take yourself that seriously. Trev wasn't worried about being perfect. He thought he was just having dinner with a buddy. He goes, oh, this guy's great. Getting to know him. And then he finds out who the guy is. He's like, <laughs> should have seen him once he realizes, like, wait, what? And that was it. The dude was like engaged. He's like, dude, you're fucking amazing. I got to get your phone number. I want your information. There you go, bud. Let him cook. They did great. They both did. They ingratiated themselves to this powerful man, this successful man. And who knows? Maybe nothing comes of it other than a friendship, but that's not the point. So this is what we do. This is how you win. A lot of people don't know that you know how to win. How do you, how do you what'd you do? Hanging out with President Trump. I'm like, what's up, boss man? How you doing, sir? It's very nice to see you again. Fuck it, I don't know. I'm not a politician and I'm not fucking famous. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not a billionaire. All I know is I love what you do and I'm pretty fucking good at what I do and I'm thrilled that I get to, to hang out with you and meet you. That's it. That's it. I, I think you just immersed. I, I, that video, though, stuns me. It's funny as shit. Not a boot, by the way. The meme we're talking about. I appreciate that a meme compelled that discussion, by the way. But... But you're sitting there and you're like, uh, 
you know, this fucking women are just condescending as shit to each other. Guys aren't really that way. Women are more that way. I've watched men giving speeches to other men and they don't come out that way. But man, when I watch women, I'm like, no wonder you guys don't get along. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just don't understand that shit. Fucking crazy. Who made this? I got another meme. What's this? What Dre Fanzer make? Did he make a funny thing? I got a Dre Fanzer meme. I didn't get to vet this one. I bet it'll be really funny. Let's check it out together. We'll send this one to Newsmax too before I go on there. Here we go. And I'll give folks a little more, just my dad, just a little more breathing room. Just a little more breathing room. That's what Bidenomics is all about. <laughs> Dre, that was mean. That was, <laughs> that was fucking mean, Dre. Yes, what are you doing? What are you doing? That, I mean, it wasn't as mean as this. I wanted to ask you, Mrs. Obama, you know, so many women struggle with self-doubt. Do you? And if you do, how do you push past it? Nobody look at my dick. <laughs> Lifetime. I am tripping right now. Well, here comes Johnny with his pecker in his hand. He's a one ball man and he's off to the rodeo. Uh, <laughs> thank you, not a boot. <laughs> you get a thrice, you get a thrice play. You know what was funny was the, the slim, young, uh, slim woman that was between the two fatties. Like there's the host fatty and then there's a fatty next to the slim woman. The slim woman looked like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like she's like self-doubt. Like what are you talking about? But the other fatty was like, oh, you see that shit? The big one was like, how do you deal with it? And then the fucking other big one was like, oh. And the slim woman in the green was just like, I don't know what the fuck these bitches are talking about. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about, but that's interesting. All right. Uh, this is fun. So Elon was trying to use Microsoft Word for some reason. Um, and then he, he decided to post about it. Elon Musk moss, mocks Microsoft Word's woke inclusivity checker flagging the word insane as biased. The word insane is now biased. It is so fucking funny watching them trying to socially engineer society and only get some of it correct. Like, it's like swimming halfway into the ocean and realizing you can't make it across, but you're too tired to make it back. That's what this looks like culturally. Woke culture started swimming across the ocean and scaring the shit out of everybody, got halfway and everybody was like, these people are fucking gay. And now they're like sitting out there in the middle of the fucking ocean without a life preserver. Do you know how fun that is? Imagine spending the last six years completely redefining your, your vocabulary. You got your fucking pronouns, all your gay little shit going on. You've perfected the art of fucking schmoozing and country. And then the world shifted again and was like, never mind. This is fucking stupid. We're not doing it. And now everybody tells you you're a giant loser. It's hella funny. I, I think it's the funniest shit ever. 
Well, well here's let, let me tell you what happened. The nerds try to take over culture, but the nerds couldn't execute their plan entirely because eventually cool people figured out that this shit was dumb. And then these fucking super evil nerds are like, uh-oh. Do you understand how lame their fucking attempt was? This is how lame it was. The super nerds tried to soften society to be weak as fuck, got halfway into it, and then discovered testosterone and started hitting the fucking gym and training, training in MMA. Can we all just appreciate this? Super nerds, Zuckerberg, and fucking uh, dude from... from uh, from Amazon, Jeff Bezos, super fucking dweeby fucks, got super mega wealthy on kumbaya bullshit, got halfway into it, was like, yo, I just took some fucking testosterone, and now all I want to do is fucking fight, and you're like, dude, and so then, then now Bezos got this giant triple deed fucking Latina chick sucking his cock every night on his yacht down in Miami, and he's like, voices dropped an octave. Dude started hitting the gym, started fucking getting swole. Was like, yeah, to hell with all that gay shit I was trying to do before. Fucking Elon did the same thing. Started training MMA. I'm a break fucking Zuckerberg in half. Like, bro, what happened to woke? What happened to Kumbaya? Now y'all want to knock each other the fuck out? I'm here for it. Let's do it. Same thing with fucking Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg and Elon started training MMA. While Bezos started getting fucking jacked out of his mind and banging Latinas. But he ain't coming back from that. They're never going to go back to that shit. Now they're all laughing at woke culture because the bigger their nuts get, the more they can't help themselves to curse. Bro's on enough fucking testosterone. He's out here like, I can't help it now. Never mind, everybody. Forget that shit that I tried to teach you before. Zuckerberg and fucking and Bezos. I, never mind. The language shit don't mean nothing. It's all about having big coconuts, fucking a, a pretty impressive bench press, and banging Latinas. That's what it's about. Dude had to switch it up. Now they're like, shit. And now all the fucking nerds that were following him are sitting there like in no man's land. Like, I'm progressive. Like, no, you're not. You're a fucking dork. And these dorks went from being dorks. They discovered what it means to be cool. Started hitting some weights and banging some fucking dime pieces. Discovered testosterone. They're like, shit. I've been doing this all wrong. I don't even feel insecure no more. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to start going to sporting events. Shit, I might want to fight somebody in a fucking ring. Why do you think they tried to give you food that destroyed your testosterone for the last 30 years? They're trying to get you to stop doing this shit. And all the people they used to do it discovered this shit and were like, oh my God. Now look at them. Now look at them. Elon throwing caution in the wind. Fuck you guys. Can't do shit about it, nerds. You're stuck now. Now you got fucking abandoned. You're, you're screwed. Yeah. Evil nerds, I must specify. But the thing is, is it, look, if you're a cool nerd, it's just a matter of process. Because you won't stay a nerd. You'll keep growing and eventually you'll be based as fuck. Yeah, we went to Whataburger last night. Look at my new cup. It's my Whataburger cup. I just thought it was kind of American, so I wanted to use it today. Isn't that cool? I was like, I got a Whataburger cup. It's ginormous. It's what? It's orange. Mmm. What do you guys think? We got to get ready for a fucking interview right now. 
What do you guys think? You want to see me do an interview from the from the Dilly Show, but on Newsmax? I don't know if I should do this. If I should, should I just wind it down and we 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 punt on Q and A Friday, or do you guys want me to to do it same time? I don't want you to be bored because I'm gonna have to dip out here probably in two minutes. I'm gonna have to open up a different window. I'll leave the Dilly Show on. I might fucking forget I'm on air. Start picking my nose like Ron DeSantis or some shit. What do you guys think? You're, you're not going to be able to hear him, though. You're not going to be able to hear Bachman. You're not going to be able to hear him. I mean, you guys can watch the shit on Newsmax, but... Who's fucking texting me? Oh, hey, by the way, uh, they just shit-canned the coach from the Chargers while I was on the show. <laughs> That's fucking funny. They just shit canned the fucking Chargers head coach while I was on the show. <laughs> That's just fucking funny. <laughs> Thank you for the update, Mike. That's fucking funny. You guys like that, right? All right, let me go see over here. Shit. Uh, I don't know if I can get them a production. I got to get them. I need an original audio clip. Hold on. Is there any curse words in the new Santa song that Mike did? They can't play the memes I sent because they have copyrighted music. Shit. I should have known that. I sent some really like pro-Trump stuff. He's probably on the air. Oh, well. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, fuck it. Let's see. I sent him. I sent him the Christmas one that Mike did. He's going to be like, dude, I can't fucking play this. Why not, bro? Don't be a bitch. Just do it. <laughs> Whoops. It's too late now. Now he's on the air right now. Yeah, he's on the air now. Whoops. That's my fault. I didn't think about that. Oh, well. <laughs> Phantom wants me to play the Casey DeSantis fucking can't open her meme. Bitch, I can't play that. Don't be stupid. I can't do that. You know that. All right. So you guys are going to be good, right? So if I if I leave you here and I do this this uh, this interview, I don't know how long it's going to be. You guys are good waiting for uh, Q&A Friday when I'm done. Is that what you guys want to do? You want to watch me do the, the interview? From behind the scenes. All right. All right. Yeah, no, it might not be fun for some of you. Some of you guys might like, this is lame. I'm not doing that, Dilly. Not that I blame you. How do I look? This is how I'm going to look on the show. 
All right, how, how do I look? Hold on, now I gotta put the earpiece back in so I can hear him. Check, mic check, one, two, one, two. I know, I need like, I need to move around so they can see me. Got my General Dilly shirt on, here we go. I always scoot back a little bit for the TV interviews because I want to give a maximum view. What do you guys think, right here? We good? Mic check. We good? Mic, mic check. Hold on, I had to use my new uh, voice stuff. Shit's nasty. I just spray it right onto my uh, throat. So I can avoid tasting it. Mm. All right, we got about 60 seconds. I should probably head over there. All right, you guys behave yourselves. I'm uh, I'm going to do an interview with Newsmax. <laughs> I'll be right back, everybody. This will be fun. Hi, everybody. <laughs> that was cute. They were, oh, that was cute. That was fun. Um, <laughs> bro, that was, that was nice. That, that was nice of them to have me on. I don't, I think I'm a little bit, I was not their speed. Uh, wow. I don't think they're going to invite me back the way, the way they cut away. I don't think that I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to be invited back. <laughs> Thank you. Phantom Phantom. You and me, bro. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I like, yeah. Uh, well we actually do love personal attacks and enjoy making fun of people's appearances, which is probably why we have a half a billion plays this year. <laughs> Whoopsie! Shots fired. Uh, what do you guys think? You guys gonna? Oh, <laughs> uh, I shouldn't have done it live. Shut up. Then don't watch the show. I don't care. <clears throat> uh, I got people in here complaining. Don't don't cry on my dick because you didn't like that it wasn't the normal Dilly show for 20 minutes. Are you kidding me? <sighs> yeah, they're just not ready. We what we do is different. We're way, we're way, way, way. We're on some next level shit. But nonetheless, I am a gracious person and I appreciate the opportunity to have they shared their audience with us. He called me a meme lord, okay? What can I say? Super complimentary, called me a meme lord. Acknowledge the Dilly Meme team. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? It was fantastic. It was, he was, they were very polite to me. They were respectful. They asked me some semi-decent questions, right? Yeah. Got to play a Lauren Eve meme, right? It was nice. It was nice. It was fun. Can't complain about that. Hey, I got to call DeSantis fucking Meatball Rob. I got to call him Meatball Rob live on the air of Newsmax. And I, I know they were just like, mm. I could like feel the butt cheeks clenching. I don't think they're gonna, I don't think they're gonna invite me back though. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna get, I, I don't think that I'll be, I don't think they'll be inviting me back, but that's okay. I mean, that's fine. You know, I, you know, it was a one hitter quitter. It was fun. That's what you do, right? Yeah, I, I don't think it was, 
I thought it was fun. Whatever. I'm gonna come on there. They're like, it seemed like they wanted to bail though. Like about halfway into the segment, they were like, we got to get out. This dude is, we're, we got to get out, get out. He talks too much. He's too aggressive. I was like, yeah, no, I actually like making fun of people's appearances. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? Did you, did you feel like that went smoothly? I was trying to, I was laughing because I'm like, oh my God, they're showing all these like kindergarten memes that people make. Like real talk, if one of my memers made the crap that they were showing, I would have fired them. Yeah, I'd have, I would have been like, hey, you're fucking fired. I can't have you around the team anymore. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? I, I think they, they were like trying to, yeah, I was like, whatever. It's cool. I was like, dude, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, you're, <laughs> I only go one speed, man. I was, and I was like, threw in the hanging out with Trump in uh, South Carolina just to be like, Neh. I'm like being in, featured by the New York times is not really an honor being invited to hang out with president Trump at a football game in South Carolina. Now that that's an honor. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, a little bit of trolling, too. You know what I mean? Like, you got to have a little fun. I was, I thought they were going to shit can me after I said Meatball Rob. Yeah, I thought, I thought as soon as I said Meatball Rob DeSantis, they were like, but I, I tried to say it fast enough that they couldn't cut away and bail on it. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you, Lauren. I appreciate that. Was I glowing? All right, listen, uh, you don't fuck it. You don't want to ask me some questions. Let's do Q&A Friday right now. We'll go straight into it. Um, you know what? Hold on. No, I'm not going to disrespect. Uh, I got I to gotta do something else. Hold on. I got to get my bearings about me. Before I go into that, I got to give respect to the first lady. Uh, Melania Trump, who none of us have got to see very much of these last couple of years because she's taken a break from the public eye, uh, was giving a speech this morning, I believe, and it was absolutely fantastic. And I don't want to do Melania dirty like that and not, not highlight her speech. It's not very long. I think it's a really good clip. I want to play it. And then what we'll do is I'll, uh, I'll do Q&A Friday as soon as we're done with, uh, with the first lady. Here we hang on. Becoming an American citizen comes with responsibility. It means actively participating in the democratic process and guarding our freedom. It also means leading by example and contributing to our society. It is a life-altering experience that takes time, determination, and sometimes even tremendous strength. See? Melania. I just, any chance we get right now, I think she is like a, uh, she's like a unicorn right now. We don't get to see her out in the public eye. You're not going to get pictures or videos of her. So if she chooses to grace you with her presence uh, and she comes down from the heavens to take uh, the opportunity to give a speech, I try to feature it. You understand? I really do. I thought my wife uh, wrote a really eloquent and beautiful um, statement on 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 Twitter, on, on X this morning um, about Melania Trump. And, and we, the meme team, I'm telling you right now, uh, we're going to put Trump back in office, but we are going to eviscerate anybody that treats that woman the way they did last time. I can't even tell you the level of personal um, retribution we are going to serve on those that 
deride and attack her if we can put President Trump back in office. I'm so serious right now. She got the most raw end of that deal I've ever seen a human being receive. She was treated so badly, and it ain't going to happen this time. This time, we're out for, it's going to be scalps, bro, because that lady cared about the American public. She cared about kids. She cared about being graceful and representing you, and they absolutely tried to destroy her life and tried to hurt her as a mom and as a wife, and it ain't going to fucking happen this next time around. Like, Dilly Meme Team is going to be personal on digital bodyguards for, for Melania Trump this next time around. I'm serious. It's going to be way different than the last time. Way different. Okay. All right. That's, uh, that's enough. We, we, got, uh, we got that. Let's get into a little Q&A Friday. All right, let's get into the questions. You guys are probably emailing me. Let's see how it went. All right, this is uh, trash. Okay, let's go back in time. You guys ready to do some q and I don't even know. Did you guys even sit through that interview? Some of you did. Did most of you bail? Oh, wow, we have... You guys sat through that whole damn thing with me? Okay. We only had a few people leave. I didn't realize the whole audience was going to hang. That's cool. All right, well, I appreciate you guys. That's cool as hell. All right, let's get some Q&A questions in here and we'll wrap for the day and that'll be the week. <sighs> Hold on, I'm getting text messages. Ah, Mike's already got, he's got. Uh... There we go. I'll have to watch the segment. I don't know how I did. Let's see here. Aw, the wife says she's very proud of me. Aw, I love you, honey. And thank you to my good friend, uh, Miguel Lafornia. I love you, brother. Thank you for cutting those clips for us so quickly. Please, meme team, meme team, go embed Mike's clips. Share them around, please. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, don't just do a retweet. Please embed it. I'll retweet whatever your captions are. Um, let's really, let's get some miles out of that, especially... Especially the meatball Rob DeSantis part, okay? Meme team, please. And that goes for all the Dilly 300. If you guys know how to embed videos, don't just retweet. Embed them. Share them around and let's fucking have some fun, okay? All right. We got, we'll have some fun. Okay. Let's, uh, let's do this thing. Here we go. I'm going to find a question. Oh, there it is. Okay, hold on. Uh, Dilly, if the Bay Area native himself, Marshawn Lynch, was drafted by you guys, where would you have him all time of all 49ers running backs? Um, <clears throat> right behind Frank Gore. I think that the Mount Rushmore for 49ers running backs is Roger Craig number one because he won a Super Bowl. Number two is Frank Gore unequivocally. And number three, for the time being, is still probably Ricky Waters right now. 
But uh, if you add Marshawn, I think he probably slides uh, just behind Frank Gore. Now, you probably noticed I left out Christian McCaffrey because I think Christian McCaffrey has a chance of climbing um, that Mount Everest and getting to number one. I think if you were to end Christian McCaffrey's 49er career right now, he's already, be, he's behind Frank Gore still. He's not ahead of Gore. Gore's number two, and it's only because Roger Craig got the rings, okay? Roger Craig did the 1,000-1,000 season. Nobody had ever seen that. So you got Roger, you got Frank Gore right there, and then today, you probably you probably are putting Christian McCaffrey number three right now. Maybe number four because Ricky Waters was there for a ring. But he's like right in there, okay? Good football question, though. Thank you. Uh, my daughter is a freshman in high school. We're starting to talk college. I agree with you, uh, your take on teaching them and leading them towards a good man which I'm trying to do, but she has wanted to be a veterinarian since she was three and she will excel at it. I'm terrified to send her into an indoctrination campus. President Trump going to be able to fix the college campuses. Um, listen to me. You need to vet the college like you've never vetted anything in your life, okay? This is on you as a parent. You want to send her to a university that's not woke. It's up to you to research, research, and research. You tell her, here's the, here's the sales pitch for the daughter. I'm going to help you out with college. And you will be able to go to whatever college you want so long as I get to vet them for woke nonsense. That's the relationship you must establish with your kid. I'm going to help you live your dream as a veterinarian and you're going to promise me that I have final say over the school based on what they're teaching. The end. Problem solved. She's going to be a great veterinarian, okay? I have no doubts. Uh, Dilly, who's a bigger fearer? De Sanctis or de Blasio? Ooh, good question. De Blasio ran a city... De Sanctis runs a state. I'm going to say de Blasio still. De Blasio is still the bigger fewer um, given the absolute, like you got to remember de Blasio went out of his way to murder elderly people and to assist in the murder of old people and helping out Governor Cuomo because they knew it would hurt Trump at the polls. That's insane. That's a level of derangement that even Meatball DeSantis has yet to reach, okay? So there you go. There you go. I hope that answers the question. Now that you're converting to Warlord, do you find you're keeping your looking glasses in, clo in closer proximity? P.S. I hope you guys like the Swarovski ornament. Should be there Saturday, an absolute favorite of mine. Well, thanks for giving away the surprise, Trout. I appreciate knowing my Christmas gift. Appreciate you, bro. That was really nice of you. Um, my looking glasses and close. I always have my glasses close, bro. Can't see shit from far, far away. Brendan, how long after you started the Dilly Show did you have your first memers? And who has been making memes the longest on your show? P.S. They are all amazing at what they do. Um, I started playing memes in early 2019 when I finally got a computer, a laptop. And we did the Dilly Show in a really crass way for a little while. And the first memes I played were soul memes. 
uh, William of Ockham and Dre Fanzer memes. Those were the first people who I started grabbing their memes. That was in winter, winter of 2019. By summer, producer Liz came into my life and and uh, introduced me to the technology that I use now for production, and it totally transformed the show. But the initial, the first was, and they didn't make memes for me, by the way, back then. Back then, it was just, um, they were making them, and I was grabbing them off of the internet. MAGA Devil Dog is the first person, I believe, to specifically make a meme for my show. I believe MAGA Devil Dog was the first person to make a meme that was, and it wasn't even like a full movie or video. It was just like a little song animated. It was like a moving animated picture that, and then it had music behind it, if I remember correctly. So I, I believe Devil Dog was the first one to make that meme for the show. And then, if we're really being honest, the first really heavy hitter, per, you know, uh, maker of memes for the Dilly Show was producer Liz herself. So that was the first. Yeah, that was the first. And producer Liz made some pretty uh, epic memes. Like she could have been, and she producer Liz, if she wasn't an actual legitimate fucking badass producer, would be one of the best memers we have. She was that. She was that skilled. And it really wasn't even her favorite, like it wasn't her um, favorite thing, the technical aspect of video. But producer Liz, she's a producer, right? And you have that kind of talent. You work that many Olympics. You have an eye for things. And so she was really good at comedy and a lot of that stuff. So that was a good question. Okay. You guys ready for more? Want more questions answered? Okay. Good question. That was a good question. Okay. Good afternoon, Brendan. Uh, my wife works in a small medical office and is compensated very well for her role. Several weeks ago, she approached her boss about a pay raise. He finally approached her yesterday and told her she was maxed out for pay at her position. She thanked him for letting her know where she stood. My wife has 40 years experience at her job and, like an older dog, knows all the tricks. She's surrounded by incompetence. Today, her boss called her and invited her to a one-on-one -on -one lunch discussion next week. She has the experience that translates to leverage. So what would the next move be? Thanks in advance. Um, here we go. Ready? You're going to have your wife. If she has 40 years experience, have your wife update her resume and approach uh, one of the top headhunters in the area. And you're going to have her tell the headhunter what her desired salary is. With 40 years experience, and a reputation that strong, you're gonna be shocked at the offer she gets. While you're doing that, I have a feeling her boss may understand and may know that she's not happy with her current pay. So don't be surprised next week if she ends up getting an offer from her employer. Now, obviously, if it's a good enough offer and if she likes where she works, then stay. But if you're what you're saying is true and she's surrounded by incompetence, it's up to her to go get the, go secure the bag somewhere else. Okay. All right. Hi, Mr. Dilly. Love your show and value your opinion and wisdom. I watch your show as much as possible. I'm a mid 40 year old woman who used to have a slim waist and a strong libido. When I hit 40, I thickened a bit in the middle and lost a lot of my libido. Is there anything I can do to fix these? Can women take testosterone and miss my figure and my sex drive? Yes, you should, what you want to do, don't go, if you guys go to your general practitioner, 
uh, he's going to give you shitty advice because they don't know anything about hormones. What you want to do is go to a doctor that specializes in hormones. You want to seek out somebody who's a wellness clinic, an anti-aging clinic. I'm not sure where you're from. And <clears throat> you're going to want to go there and you're going to get your blood work done. They'll do all of it in-house and make sure you've got somebody reputable to read it to you. And they're going to go through and you're, and you're going to say essentially what you just said to me. I would like to drop a little bit of body fat and I would like to regain the vitality that I used to have. Completely reasonable. And yes, it will make a huge, huge impact on you. Um, furthermore, uh, you're going to want to eat, clean up your diet. Sugar is your enemy. Sugar is the devil. Uh, it causes cancer, grows cancer. It's really not a good thing. You want to eliminate as much sugar from your diet as you possibly can. You want to eat a lot more leafy vegetables and a lot of protein, a lot of clean meats. Um, Calorie intake should be dropped significantly and obviously exercising specifically weight training will help comp will help your body produce its own testosterone uh, as well as just your own uh, growth hormone, okay? So that's what I would do. <clears throat> that's what I would do, my dear. Shout out to everybody for the tips. I appreciate you guys tipping me on Subscribestar as well as on Rumble. Love you guys. All right, I'm done. I got to get going. My voice is almost gone. God bless you. God bless America and God bless President Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilley, and I'll see all of you on Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilley Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have an absolutely fantastic weekend and stay safe out there. But there is no way this is the United States of America. I'm not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that, we came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not gonna get calmer as years go by. We're gonna get more fired up. We're gonna want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back we want our music back we want our sports back we're fighting for all of it i won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of americanism back and actually representing america we're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach we're raising children you're aborting them we're raising them and we're raising them to vote we're raising them to recognize bullshit we're training them to not trust the, the uh, government or the media, we're training them in weapons, we're training them in free speech. There's not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just gonna have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.